B'siyata Deshmaya, we're going to jump into this very unique and special, beautiful, glorious teaching from the Balatanya. And even though generally our shir is focused on Shabbos, and we've been going through step by step, through the stages of Shabbos, the concept of Shabbos, we've been looking at Kabbalah Shabbos very deeply. We're going to take a little bit of a detour, but it's not that much of a detour as we'll see, but it is somewhat of a detour into Purim, which we've been focusing on really the last two weeks, but the last week more specifically, as we prepare ourselves and do hachana necessary for us to build kalim, like the tzaddikim taught, to build vessels for this great day of Purim, this amazing doorway that opens up on Purim every year, that tremendous, tremendous, tremendous spiritual energies are rendered accessible for us. We have to build a cleaf for it, otherwise it will come down, it has nowhere to stay. So the way that we build kalim is by yearning, for the Chag, by davening to Hashem that we should merit to experience the profundity and the depth of what the Chag can avail us and offer us. And the way to work up yearning is to, is to learn, is to learn very deeply what is it? What is the Chag? What are we trying to access? What's the deeper meaning of this Yantiv? What it holds for us in potential. And the more that we're learning, the bigger the vessel we have. We go into the Chag, it's something else. So, Besiyata Deshmaya even though usually we're all over the place, different sources, different teachings, mixing them together. For this particular shir, we're going to focus on one drasha from the Heligabala Tanya, the Alter Rebbe, the first Rebbe of Chabad, Schusia Ganolenu, a primary disciple of the Maggid of Mizrich, who himself was a primary disciple of the Baal Shem Tev HaKadosh. And this is found in his Sefer Torah R, which is a collection of Drushim on the Torah, or the first two Sfarim of the Torah, Bereshis and Shemais, and then the, the rest is called Lukute Torah. And this drasha is found in the section entitled Megillus Esther, and it's number eight. It's number eight. So with Hashem's help, we're going to delve into it together. For many of us, it may be the first time that we're properly learning a piece of Hasidus. You get to see how it's developed from beginning to end. And it's a world, it's a universe. Mamashi, a universe. This itself, if this was the only thing, this drasha that we're learning now was the only thing that came out of the, the Beis Medrash of the Baal Shem Tev, it would already be a chiddush and a derech and a, and, a, and a gilui and a revelation. Mamash, if this was the only thing that came out, you'll see the teachings of the tzaddik and particularly of this nature are universes in and of themselves. And so let's, B'siyat Rishmaya, endeavor to explore this together with the help of Hashem. So let's begin at the beginning. As we see, there are going to be different charts and different stages. We're going to try as, as best as we can to break it down clearly so that we should understand the mahalach here because it does unfold and it fragments into different details and stages. And we're going to try with Hashem's help to present it in a coherent, clear way. All in the schus of all of us gathered here in person, those that are joining on Zoom and on Facebook and everywhere else, and those who will be listening to this. And one more technical note before we begin is that um, it's very important that the Chavra ask questions. The reason why we don't take questions during the shir is because the recording goes out, Baruch Hashem, to people that are listening to it or will be listening to it in the future. And if you've ever listened to shir and where they're interrupted every six minutes, you know, with a, with a, with a question that no one can hear and an answer that's not relevant because they don't know what the question was, it's not kashmak. It's not kashmak. So we try to keep it just fluid and also for me just to halt cup with everything to present it. But that doesn't mean that it's not important for you to ask and, and, and it's not important for us to discuss these ideas. So if you do have a question, try to either remember it. If you don't have a, a pencil with you or a pen or borrow one from one of the chevr that I have, write it down. And that at the end, Be'ezer Hashem, it's an open, open floor. 
So that's a, that's a very important thing. Okay. Without further ado. The Alter Rebbe says, The Gemara tells us, It's an obligation for a person to become nivusam. It's a very interesting word. It doesn't necessarily mean drunk. We take it to mean to drink, to become drunk. But to become incensed, but not, not like an angry way, to become... Uh, um, Spiced, you know, <laughs> in a very amazing way, you know, which could also mean drunk, I guess. I don't know, we just invented a new one. I got spiced this prayer. <laughs> I don't know, but to become besume bepuria, which we translate to mean drunk, ad yada, until a person does not know benhar haman labarch Mordechai, what it means that haman is to be cursed and Mordechai is to be blessed. Mom is drunk to a point where everything falls apart. It's very, very deep. Very deep. A lot of different interpretations of what this means. But here the Balatanya takes us mamish, mamish to the depth, to the omek. And we're going to see as we go through references to what we've been learning about Kuchibrichu, Shchinte, unifications, things that we've talked about in previous year, which we'll make reference to. So he says, Ksiv the Pasik says that we focused on a lot in the previous year, Mkiyad al Keska. Hashem's hand is on his throne, so to speak. Rashi tells us from Chazal making a Shvua that there's a war against Amalek in all generations. And we pointed out from Chazal, which Rashi brings, that this word case and this word ka are truncated, right? There's an aleph missing from the word case because it should be kise. And there's a vavke missing from the name ka, which should be yudke vavke. Three letters that are missing, aleph and vav and hey. And we spoke about what these signify, HaKadosh Baruch who's settling down in the world, which would mean the unification, just to review very quickly, of kuchibrichu, which is the transcendent element of godliness, so to speak, as godliness. And then shchinte, the shchina, the indwelling presence, the lived experience of being being able to perceive Hashem from behind the physical facade. That's called Hashem is settling down into this world. Amalek wants to banish Hashem to the upper realms. We call that Yudke, which is the Indian of Yismuchu HaShamayim, Rosh Yudke Yudkei, Yismuchu HaShamayim, that's the heavenly realm. But that Hashem should not settle down into this world. Maybe there's a conceptual God that exists somewhere, but He doesn't accompany me. He's not a personal God who cares and takes concern for every aspect of my life. That's what Amalek wages, a war against Emunah. That's this Pasuk. And therefore, there's a battle against Amalek all the days. And the Balatani explains an incredibly deep understanding of what this Yad is, which we'll be focusing on Be'ez Rashem at the end of this year. And Chazal tell us, based on this Pasuk, what we just said, that the name of Hashem is incomplete and the chair of Hashem, so to speak, the way that Hashem settles into this world, incomplete all the while that Amalek is in the world. To understand this. He makes if the Pasik says, Rashis Goyam Amolik Vahrisai Ade Oivet. Amolik is the Rashis, is the first of all the nations. Among all the nations of the world, we have Amolik. That's Rashis Goyam Amolik, says the Pasik at the end. What's the end of Amolik? Because Amolik has a Rashis, but it also has an Achris, the Klipa. Achrisai Ade Oivet. He ends up being completely obliterated and destroyed. But Rashis? In the aspect of being first, he's Rashi's Gahim. He's Mamash, the first of all the nations. We spoke about how Amalek parallels Am Yisrael in the negative side, in the Klipa. Am Yisrael are also called Rashi's. Bishvili Yisrael Shenikru'u, Rashi's. And Amalek is called Rashi's Gahim Amalek. 
But Amalek has an achris, and that achris is a non-achris, because it's an achris, it's an end of decimation and destruction. The Pasuk is telling us that Amalek has these two features, these two aspects, one of which is called racious, and the other of which is called achris, a beginning and an end. What's the shoyrish of this racious and achris? Where does it come from? Where does it derive from? That Amalek has an aspect of beginning and an aspect of end can only come from Kedusha. Everything that exists is rooted in a spiritual source of holiness. And then as it develops further along the chain of creation and development, further garments, further garments, more concealment, more physical, more corporeal, until it becomes something else. But it's all rooted in holiness. So he says, The Pasuk tells us that Hashem created everything in a system of parallels. Everything exists in a system of parallels. And we know that in holiness there exists the concept of first and last, of beginning and end. As the Pasuk says, and there's Hashem speaking, We spoke before about Am Yisrael being the klipa contrast of Am Yisrael. And Am Yisrael are called racists over here. It's even much more than that. It's the, it's the anti-God, so to speak. It's against HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'chvoi De'Vatzmai. They ain't so. Because Hashem is Ani Rishem Ani Achren. Hashem has a Kibiyachal, not has a beginning. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I am the beginning of all that is, and I am the end of all that is. All there is is Ein Oid Malvade. All there ever was, all there ever is, all there ever will be. Haya, Haive, Yia. Ani Rishem Ani Achren. Connected this in the Klippa, we have Amalek who's called Rashis Gayam Amalek Vacharisa Ade Oived. Says the Balatanya, what is this aspect of first and last as it relates to Hashem Himself? Pirish, what this means is Rishon, this word Rishon as it relates to Hashem, Shu Soiviv Kal Almin, is this aspect of which, of Hashem in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is called surrounding all worlds. Which, without getting into the depth of it, is loosely associated with the concept of kuchabrihu, transcendent, beyond, the absolute, that doesn't take any, any kind of form and doesn't suffuse its light within anything created. It just is perfect, pristine atzmas. Soyvev kal almin. It surrounds all the worlds. And that's kuchabrihu. That's called rashis because that's where things begin, on the level of the spiritual, on the level of the heavens, on the level of, in our terminology, yudke, yismichu hashamayim. That's called soyvev, soyvev. The heavens surround the earth. Umekoyre de koila, the source of everything. Vani achroin, and the concept of, and I am last, which can be interpreted to mean, I, says Hashem, can be found and discerned and identified embedded in the final levels of creation, which we know are, is called Malchus, right? Our physical created world, the last hey of Yudke Vavke, last. Bechinas Memalakal Almin. This is the aspect in which Hashem says, I fill all worlds. I surround all worlds. And I, says Hashem, fill all worlds. Bashamayimimal, in the heavens above, Kuchabrihu, Vala Oretz Mitachas, and in the earth below, which is an aspect of Vavke, which is Rosh Hateva's Visagel Haaretz, right? The physical aspect. Mitachas, Mitachas, Umitachas Rois Oilam, like the Pasik says, Hashem is within, within, within everything. That's called the Shechina. Kuchabrihu, transcendent, Anirishan, and the aspect of Shechinte is imminent. Memalakal Almin. That's called Ani Achren. 
contrasting this, concealing this unity of Rishon and Achrin is Amalek, who's called Rishis Goyim Amalek. He hides the beginning. He hides the end. Amalek also has a Rishis and an Achris. So here we have, in contrast to these two revelations of Hashem, that it's our task to unify in all of our avoda to reveal the way in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu can be experienced and lived and lived with and thought about and contemplated and experienced in day-to-day life, regular day-to-day life. That's our task. But there's a Malik that hides this. Bechinas Reish's Goyim. Reish's Goyim and Sheva Amamin. Who are the Goyim, the nations of the world? There's the seven nations that Am Yisrael are commanded to wipe out. Haknani, Achite, Amairi, and so on and so forth. Shem Zayim Midas Rois, which correlate to the seven lower Midas, which we spoke about in previous year, and that there are really ten spheros we spoke about, ten fundamental foundations for the building, for the, for the, 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 the blueprint of existence. Three of them, we said, are intellectual. Kesar, Chachman, Bina, we said. It's intellectual in the mind, thought processes. But the way that those Midos manifest in our lives are the seven lower Midos. Now, those seven lower Midos are Midos of Kedusha. We're going to learn a lot about them now. They're holy Midos, Ava, Yira, Rachamim, and so on. But these two, like everything in holiness, have a contrast on the other side. And that's called the seven nations that need to be wiped out in Eretz Yisrael. Right, those seven nations represent the anti of the use of these midos in a way of holiness. Vereshisam, but beroisham, like at the beginning of them, hubachinas amalek, is the aspect of amalek. Hubachinas achris amalek, adei oiveid, hu soif madregis aklipas. Betamtsisam, shu'in in eskabras kayacharasha, bechon mida, ugluya, betoikva. And the end of Amalek is the lowliest, lowliest place within corporeality, physicality, the lower realms of existence beyond any mitos that are used in a proper way or in an improper way. It's just dross, physical, mindless corporeality. That's called the end of Amalek. The beginning of Amalek is the head of all the mitos and he uses them for Ra, as we're going to see. That's the beginning of Amalek. But the end of Amalek is Mamish, the realm of total, total, total concealment. And this is what we refer to in Chazal as Rasha Viraloi, which really mean, means that there, there's a tzaddik v'toivloi, tzaddik v'raloi. Like we know, there are some righteous people that have a great life, some that have a very difficult life. There are some rishayim, some very not righteous people that have a great life, and some who have not a good life. That's called a Rasha Viraloi. He's a wicked person. Viraloi has a hard time. But he says what this means is it's really an, an explanation, a description of Amalek, Pirish, Viramilosh and Rala Shamayim Virala Brias, a person that's it doesn't mean evil to heavens or evil to others, but Rala Shamaim, Rala Brias. Shu Indian Haroiges Vakas, there's anger there. There's there's an inability to jive with other people. There's there's a there's a there's an antisocial tendency, a destructive tendency. That's called a Ra, and that's Amalek. Amalek is a Russia virale. His whole thing is period, separation, the inability to be toivlebrios, which means to connect with others, to cause connections to take place within the metaphysics of the world. Hashem, kuchibrichu shchinte. Amalek is Russia virale. His whole thing is ralebrios, the opposite of connection, the opposite of, of synthesis. A heart of cruelty. That comes from 
the proliferation of, of evil that is like poisonous, like a snake. And that's also an aspect of Amalek. As we know, was embodied the first time he shows up in history is where? Is in the Garden of Eden, in Gan Eden, as the primordial snake, the Nachash. And that's where all the negative forces of Amalek that manifest throughout time, that's, that's the beginning of it, is in the Nachash. And that's called the Achris of Amalek. And the beginning of Amalek, like we're saying, the Reishis, who Reishis Goyim Anal, Mikaris Avas Amidos Harois, is the birthplace of negative Midos, negative traits, use of Ava, of love for lowly things, use of Yira for lowly things, Tiferes, and so on and so forth, all the Midos in a negative way. That's called the Reishis of Amalek and the functionality of the, of the conscious human using Midos in a, in a, in a negative way. And the Achris of Amalek is just total devolvement into chaos, into anarchy, into, into separateness, into disparity, into, into Russia virale. That's called the Achris of Amalek, where things don't come together in Ani Achrin, that the end of history that's so fragmented with many different narratives all come together in Ani. By Amalek, it just it fragrates, it fragments uh, infinitely. That's called the Russia virale. That's the Achris of Amalek. And the Reishis of Amalek. Ubechinas, Reishisai, Reishis Goyim, Mekarisavas, Hamidas, Harois, Visavov, Taldaisav, and Ikrabechinas, Amal. And this is called Amal. This is called frustration. Amal. Iniquity. Sin. Adam la Amal Yula, toil. Which talks about functionality. It talks about using Midos in, a, in an improper way, channeling things inappropriately. And that's what the Pasuk means when it says, Am Yisrael be'etzim have no amal. We are programmed to use our midas in a holy way, for holy purposes. And that's our ratzah, and that's what we want to do. So there is no amal in Yisrael. And of course this word amal is the first three letters of amalek, right? Because that's what amalek causes. This is what amal is. Because amalek is the antithesis of Yisrael. It can't be Amalek. It can't be Amal be Yisrael, which is Amalek. Ki Amalek, I see, is Amal and Laka. It's really a conjugation of two words. Amal and Laka. Laka means to strike, to hit, to be smitten with, to be plagued with Amal. Amal, Laka. That's, that's Amalek. And Loira, Amal be Yisrael. There's none of that in Am Yisrael, naturally. Amalek seeks to take our essentially holy Midas and to cause us to use them in in, in all kinds of negative ways. Ubechinas Amal, who master the Kusis Baruch Shalim, and that's the aspect in which Amali causes there to be period separateness, to make us live out of the ego, to make us live disconnected from our higher selves, disconnected from our higher mission, to live in a place of embodied self, as opposed to thinking about the world and thinking about Am Yisrael and thinking about Eretz Yisrael and thinking about history. Amalek is master all of that. He hides all of that. He causes a separation as opposed to an integration in two ways. Reishis Goyim, Midas, Acharisai is the total devolvement into anarchy. That's the presentation of understanding the Reishis and the Achris of Amalek vis-a-vis Hashem's Ani Rishon, Kibiachal, Vani Achrin. Okay. We'll be our now to understand this much more deeply now. He makes the Pasik says, Ki Khalik Hashem Amoy. 
Chelek Hashem Amai. Which on a literal level means Hashem's portion is his nation. Everybody has a chilek in the world. A chilek means that his place, this is what you're connected to, this is where you belong. Hashem's chilek kiviachal is amai, is you and me. This is his chilek. This is all Hashem has kiviachal. And through that, he wants us to conquer the world for him. We are Hashem's chilek. Chilek Hashem amai, but he says it means much deeper. Not that we are the place of Hashem. Deeper than this. Much deeper than this. Rather, Amoy, he reads the Pasuk backwards, Amoy, each and every one of us have within our essence a chilek Hashem. That's how he learns the Pasuk. He chilek Hashem, Amoy. Am Yisrael have within their essence, their spiritual DNA, chilek Hashem, which is chilek uh, alikamimal. Yudke vavke. So he says what that means is, Shebechol nefesh mi Yisrael in each and every Jewish soul, yesh bechinas havaya. We have the aspect of, of Yud K Vav K embedded in our being, and now we're going to learn exactly how that manifests, how that shows up, what it is, and we're going to take it letter by letter, letter by letter. Thank you so much for coming, letter by letter. Yud, and then Hey, and then Vav, and then Hey. But we start first because it's more embodied with the last two letters, Vav, and then Hey, and then we're going to get to what the Yud and the Hey is within our essential DNA of, of our spiritual makeup. So you understand? So first, we're going to start with Vav Hey. Then we're going to get to the Yud K. So he begins right with the letter Vav. Ki Avav Shebeshem. So now we're going to learn about what the letter Vav is because all of us have a Yud K Vav K within us. Each of those letters signifies something. What's the Vav? How does that manifest within our being? So he says, Ki Avav Shebeshem, the Vav in the name of Hashem, Ubechinaz Vav Ksavais, is the aspect of the six directions which are the six lower midas that we spoke about many times in the Pasuk, L'cha Hashem HaGedula, V'Angavura, V'Atiferes, HaNetzach, V'Ahoyd, and then we say Kichol, which is Gematria Yisoyd, right? These six midas related to the six days of the week and all the patterns of sixes that we have throughout nature, this is the bulk of existence and all of us have a vav within ourselves rooted in these six midas, but as we're going to see, it's really three essential midas which are Chesed, Gvura, and Tiferes. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Love, fear, right? and then the synthesis between them. Because the next three are really just like a carbon copy of these first three. Netzach, Hoyd, Yisoyd is the same model, right? Netzach is overpowering victory, endurance. Hoyd is just submission, like glowing, letting things be. And then Yisoyd also is the synthesis between them. So the Iker, the primary thing really is just three, is Av, Ava, Yira, and Rachmanus, as it's called, or the Midah of Emes, both of which are associated with Midah of Tiferes, of synthesis, of broad-mindedness and nuance, as we're going to see. So here he presents it. And this is how it is within our spiritual makeup. We begin with Gedula. Gedula hi bechinas chesed. Droya yimina bechinas avram ehavai. This is the aspect of Avram Avinu, it's considered, it's, it's connected with the right hand, which is associated with power and strength and, and ispashtus and spreading out. Yamina techapkeni, it's the right hand that reaches out to hug and to, and to draw in. That's the aspect of love. Avram Oihavai, Avram my beloved, says Hashem. Sha'avasi Yerusha Lazare Acharav, that has given his love and his Ava as a Yerusha to all of his descendants, which is you and me sitting here tonight. 
That each of us have the capacity to awaken a love for Hashem within our heart. Even beyond the love, because the word love is, is a difficult really to grasp. An adoration of, an obsession with, an infatuation with. HaKadosh Baruch we can live this way. We can That's called Avramai Havai. That's the Midah of Chesed. That's one of the six Midahs that becomes the letter Vav of Yudke Vavke that all of us contain within our being. To feel drawn after Hashem. And to connect with Him all the time. And whatever we're doing, like we always speak, to think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to talk to Him in your own words. To live with Hashem as a vibrant presence, a reality, not a concept. And certainly not some, you know, the object of like a rote ritual observance of, of Orthodox Judaism. Certainly not that. Mamish, a vibrant, real presence, moment to moment in my life, in our lives. The Ahavativis, this is called in the, in the Tanya, Ahavativis, a natural love that we have. That's called Chesed. That's Mida number one. Now we move to Mida number two, Gvura. Ugvura Jarayasmala, this is called the left hand. Shubhinas Pachar Yitzchaka, this is the Mida that's embodied by Yitzchak Avinu. Shikasha Ratzaladavka by Yizbarak, Vyasami Lavlibali, Yizbainabik Dulasi, Yizbarak, that when a person wants to connect to Hashem, when we have that love, and we understand what it might be to live a life connected to our Kodesh Baruch, Bechvayda Ba'atzmai, and we start to contemplate who this being is, Kibiyacha, that we want to connect with, whoa, that brings upon ourselves a tremendous experience of, of Pachar, of Yira. There's tremendous amount of fear. When the heart truly contemplates and understands what it means, HaKadosh Baruch is infinite. We have no conception of what this means. We referred to this in previous Sherm as the Bechina of Rachik, right? The Bechina of Kuchabrichu that inspires awe. It's just the hoid of Hashem. It's just the, 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 the glow of Hashem that extends upon the earth. But Hashem Himself, like we say, the etzem of Hashem, is, 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 in, is removed and distant to an infinite degree. As we discuss in another place. Like the Malachim that say out of fear. Well, what do they say? Kadesh, Kadesh, Kadesh. What does Kadesh mean? Kadesh means removed. Kadesh is the root of Kutcha Barichu, HaKadesh Baruchu. That's why they say that with Aim of Yira. Because that's the reaction to the concept of Kadesh, is to say, They have to say it with tremendous fear because like we learn from the Bredichavar, when does a Jew bow down out of Yira? Meirachlik. Not just that they bowed down standing far away, but from that aspect in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is perceived and understood as being infinitely Rachik. That no mind can grasp and is infinitely removed. Here he brings that Pasuk. That the nation saw the sounds and the lightning and the thunder. Maxiv Basre, what's the next Pasuk? Vayara Am, they saw, Vayanu'u, and they trembled, Vayamdu Meirachik, and they stood far away. Why? Because this is called a response of Yira. Machmas Hayira, Vubachina Smol Gazunta, Vubachina Smol Doiche. And this, in contradistinction to the right hand that reaches out to draw in, the same Pasuk says, Vasmol Doiche, the left hand pushes away. This is rooted in the left hand, the concept of Yitzchak, the antithesis of Avram, who's the Midah of Chesed who responds, so to speak, to Hashem's imminence, to Hashem's kirva, 
and to wanting to live a life where we can perceive Hashem and connect with Hashem through everything and in everything, by way of everything. This is called small doich, the left hand that pushes away. When we contemplate the greatness of the infinite one, blessed be he, and his holiness, which means his removedness, right? his transcendence, his being distant from our experience, and essentially and fundamentally and absolutely hidden and concealed. Shuram v'nisad in kates, to an infinite degree, so we begin to push ourselves away, rightly, from that aspect. Like Hashem says, who dares approach me? Whoa, it's a, it's a, like it's a, it's a big giloy to recognize that, to understand what's at stake here. There's Yira. That's Mida number two of these first three essential Midas out of the six that are the Vav of Yudke Vavke. But here we come to the third meat of the synthesis between them, where we learn that it cannot be that the small should be doiche completely, where we begin with, with Ava, and we say, okay, I want to connect to this. And then Yira, and then we run away and go home. Now, that, that's, not a, that's not either Mahalach, right? Because Hashem doesn't want that. Hashem doesn't want us to be frightened into, into, you know, into submission to the point that we stop pursuing the object of our Ava. Rather, like the Pasuk, like, like the Balatanya says here, the intention is not to push us away completely. As the Pasuk says, Hashem's truth should not overwhelm us and bewilder us. That's not the purpose of understanding Hashem's being rachik. That, that's, that's not what we're after here. That that fear should not cause us to be nivas, terrified, and to, and, to, and to fall away and to stop trying to access Kedusha. The whole purpose of us experiencing awe, experiencing rachaik, experiencing kuchabrichu soiviv kal almin is for the purpose of what? For an aliyah. And that ultimately is is captured and manifested through the Midah of Yaakov Avinu, who is the synthesis between Ava and Yira. That's the Midah of Yaakov Avinu, of Emes. Where we're able to perceive a Baruch Hu as saying it's true. On the one hand, I'm very close. On the other hand, I'm very distant. But two things can be true at once. Truth is multifaceted. This is the Bechin of Yaakov Avinu, where we don't have to look at these two things in isolation. There are certain cultures, Chinese culture, there's a, there's a concept that on the one hand, there, there's the pragmatic aspect of life that's called Confucian, right? Confucian theology, where it's just very focused on the social constructs and political and, and day-to-day mundane life, with the China, which the Chinese were always very good at. And then there's the aspect of the, of the, you know, the spiritual and the transcendent. These two things don't have to be in conflict, and they don't have to either be engaged with through two different modes of being. They are absolutely one and the same. Absent. This is the, one of the chidushim of Yiddishkeit. They're absolutely integrated. Not just that there are both. That's already a maha, that's already a start. It's true. There are both. It's not just technical. Also a spiritual aspect. That's yafeh. But the question is, can you can you see them as being identical? That's called Yaakov Avinu. That's called synthesis. Life is multifaceted. That's the Rachmanos of Yaakov Avinu. And that's why Yaakov Avinu's midah is called in the Zara Kodesh Ma'avriach Menakotze El 
there was a part of the, of the, of the, of the Mishkan that went around the middle uh, rings throughout the whole Mishkan, one miraculous uh, pipe, one, one, one um, pole that went around and bound the whole Mishkan together. And the Zarkadr says, that's the Midah of Yaakov Avinu. That's in the middle of the Krushim, binds the whole thing together. That's Yaakov. That's called Mavriach Menakatze El Akatze. It reaches from one end to the other end, from Ava to Yira, Yira to Ava, synthesis, binds everything together as one. That's the Midah of Yaakov Avinu. Pirish. What this means is from beginning to end, from left to right. Yaakov is the center and he brings everything together. As the Pasik says, the Pasik seems to say that Yaakov Avinu was the one that redeemed Avram. How could that be? Avram Avinu came long before Yaakov Avinu did. How could it be that Yaakov Avinu in some way redeemed Avram Avinu, says the Medrash? It was in the schus of Yaakov Avinu that Avram Avinu got out of or caused him, was saved from the fire. Not because of his own merit, but because he was destined to bring a Yitzhak into the world who was destined to bring a Yaakov into the world. And that's what the Pasuk says, Yaakov Avinu's futuristic ex- existence redeemed Avram Avinu. Says the Baal Tanya, let's look at this with deeper eyes. It's not just talking about Abraham and it's not talking about Jacob, right? It's talking about the Midah of, ya- of Yaakov. It's talking about the Midah of Avraham. So the Midah of Yaakov redeems the Midah of Avraham. After an experience of Yitzchak, which is awe, so then Avraham seems lost. Avraham is in Orkazdim. The Midah of Avraham, we're speaking about the Midah, the experience of kirva, of love, of, and so on, that's lost. But then, what happens? What happens next is Yaakov Avinu is Poide Avraham, which means the Midah of Yaakov Avinu, which is the Midah of Rachmanas, is Poide Avraham. That's what it means over here. Yes, there's an aspect of Rachaik. That's called the aspect of Yitzchak. That's called the aspect of Yira. There is a Rachaik. But there's a way in which may Rachaik daiko from that experience. Hashem nearly. That's called Yaakov Avinu. That's stage number three. First there's a tremendous Ava. Then there's a tremendous Yira. And then Yaakov Avinu comes and is Poida Avraham says it's true there's a Mirachak, but still Hashem nearly good there's a way of synthesizing the two there's a way of bringing the two together Avraham being a Bechina in a, in a, in a certain sense of Soiviv Kol Almin Kuchibrihu infinite love Yitzchak being the concealment of nature it's itself in a way Yichud Kuchibrihu Shrimte right Yaakov Avinu is the synthesis brings these two together bridges the gap this is Yaakov so far so good we're holding on yeah okay these are the three Midas. But it's a problem because what we're trying to get to here is six, right? Because we're trying to get to the Vav of Yudke Vavke that each of us have within ourselves. This is just one of the letters, right? So we're trying to get to six. So far we did three. So he says it's not a problem because those three, as they develop, move within themselves, meaning to say within this subset of a four-tiered system of Yud, K, Vav, K. So within... Subset number three, there is a two-tiered system where there's the root of these Midas, which is called Ava, Yira, and and Rachmanas. And then there's the practicality of these Midas. How do they manifest themselves within our day-to-day Avaida? Two tiers. Okay, so now we're moving from tier number one in the Vav of Yudke Vavke down to tier number two. And here's how he does it. 
Really, there are six midas. Can I get a vav that we're talking about? That are in Hashem's name. These three carry over into the world of practicality. They don't just remain spiritual makairis, right? For, 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 for some kind of energy that we have within our general uh, uh, experience, the human condition, they become embodied in our Avodah Hashem. How so? The Hain Bechinas Torah, Avodah, and Gemilas Chasadim. These three experiences, these three stages of Ava, and then Yira, and then the synthesis of Yaakov, become Torah, Avodah, and Gemilas Chasadim. Not in that order. Gemilas Chasadim, Avodah, and Torah. As we're going to see in a minute aided by the chart, Be'ez HaShem, which is on the next page, which we'll get to. So let's go through this, and again, in a timely fashion. These are very long teachings, what can I tell you? <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> this is, by the way, not one of the longer teachings of the Baal This is like a, mid- a medium-sized teaching. Not for pages and pages and pages. But this is the Ni'imus of Tyra, like we said, in a generation that wants everything in five minutes. You'll, so you'll get you know, the quality of a five-minute video. Just, it might be nice, but I believe that our generation and our Neshamas are yearning for Amkus, Amkus, Imke Amakim. Not the little inspiration. Our, our souls are desperate for long-form content. We have to have the, the rigor for it. We have, to, we have to have that. But if we have that and we're seeking, there's no uh, spiritual illumination like the illumination that comes from long, long tires, long tires. Step by step. I won't keep you that much longer than usual. Don't worry. But step by step. Okay. Let's go through them one by one. So the ultimate things to bring the Ava, the Yira, and the Tiferes down into the Maisa. So he says, step number one, first thing is joy. Why joy? Because we've learned that there's no Simcha like, well, Antares Asveik is true, but there's no Simcha like integration. Right? Where the Kuchabrichu is able to manifest in the Shrinte. That's what we spoke about in the context of Kabbalah Shabbos, going back to that Rav Chanina, right? Who was the Simcha of going out to the field, Chakatabuch and Kaddish, in the rectified world, and so on. That's the, that's the, that's the integrate, that's the Simcha. So the first thing is, is that Torah, Avayda, Gemil, Sasadim all need to be engaged with, with joy, if they are to be engaged with consciously. Otherwise, you just do them without feeling anything. And he brings Raya's to this. Listen to this. For this alone, it was worth coming tonight. Just this one line. Kemilas chasadim zutzedaka. Kemilas chasadim means charity. And the Pasuk says, Shanemar, lo yeir lavavcha, v'gaymer. That our hearts, when we're engaged in giving charity, shouldn't do so in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way of yeir lavavcha. The Ramam says, right, if a person gives without a smile, that's, it's not a very high level, even if you give a lot, but to give a little bit with a, with a pleasant countenance, with a smile, with chen, changes the game. It's to be done with a level of simcha. That's called gemilas chasadim with simcha. Avoida, which is davening, siv, the pasuk literally refers to avoida in the pasuk about the importance of serving Hashem with simcha because at the end of the taichacha, it says that all these things will come upon you, tachas, because asher loy avadita v'simcha You didn't serve with joy. And so that's avoida and simcha. And then Torah, the Gemara says in Psachim, there's a whole shak of Atari over there that talks about different things that need to be engaged with with simcha and then one of them of Amiram says learning also needs to be done with simcha so here you have Torah that all need to be engaged with with simcha which on a certain level okay we should be happy about serving Hashem but on a deeper level we understand that these three are receptacles in the aspect of shchinte within that subset of a system 
for the elements of Kutshabrichu, for the, for the Midas. And that's the greatest Simcha there is, when we're able to integrate the higher roots of our, of our psychological and emotional being into Kalim. That, that, that's, that naturally produces Simcha. So that's step number one. But now he gets into how these three things correspond to those three midas. Kamil es chasadim, or rather, vehein gimel kavim, yamanu small veemtsa gemashikasiv miyaminoi eish das lamay. These three things, Torah avoid the gimel es chasadim, also align with the right, which is ava, with the left, which is yira, and then the center, which is rachmanus, or the right, which is Avraham, the left, which is Yitzchak, and then the middle, which is Yaakov Avinu. And the way that he wants to set this up is by looking at a Pasuk where HaKadosh Baruch Hu refers to having given the Torah Miyaminai from his right hand, Eish Das Lame. It's a, it's, a, it's a fire, right? A fire, Eish Das Lame. It was to him a fire that he gave Miyaminai from his right hand. So he says, let's take a look at the elements in this Pasuk. The word miyaminai, and I bolded it to help us focus. Miyaminai. So that's obvious, right? What's the yamin of Hashem? Which one will that re- refer to of these three? Obviously. Huh? Chesed. Staka, right? Miyaminai is obvious. Who? Kamilas chasad mutstaka, which is chesed, yamina, right? Which is the right hand. That's the aspect of chesed. Eish. What's fire going to be? Fire. It's the opposite of water. Fire is gvura, right? Water is chesed, called meimei chesed. Avram avinu yukach nama at mayim. Avram is busy with mayim digging wells. Avram is, is, is chesed. Yitzchak is eish. It's gvura. Pachad Yitzchak. So eish in that pasuk, it means minay eish. So eish is gvura. Who beginas gvura draws smaller. That's the left hand. I'm going to go through this paragraph quickly. Hold on tight. And this is the aspect of which is the because the whole is to recognize what? That I have nothing. That's what the is. Because if I had things, I wouldn't need to daven. And so the very premise of tefillah is the realization that a Kodesh Baruch was the Makaira the Koila, is the source of all. And I am an empty vessel. And I'm standing there like David Amalek says, Ani. If David Melech is just, I'm an Ani, right? That's what Tefillah is. The essence of Tefillah is David Melech. David Melech is Malchus. Malchus is the Shechina. It's just a, a Kli. And that's the aspect of Avoida, the humility that comes from contact with the source. And that produces Busha, that produces a feeling of Rechuk, that produces awe, Yira, subjugation. Kabbalah is all Malchus Shemaim. He Yira. Mibnei Malchus is Bar Kamelech Shalem like a king is standing over you. As the Pasuk says, that we shall place a melech over the nation, but it's not just talking about over the nation, that we should that on each and every one of us when we come into tefillah, we should envision in our minds like we're standing in front of a king as the halachas do dictate, right? certain ways of dressing and so on. And it's also relevant for Purim, obviously, right? That's, that, that's the halacha. You can't daven when drunk, right? Or even having drunk to a point where we're... Uh, uh, disillusioned, right? Why? Because he wouldn't speak that way to a king. Tefillah's mom is standing in front of the king on every level. And that's how Yira falls upon a person. Like we learned in the context of Rabbi Yanai, Yira is produced when in a there's Kirva, Kodesh Baruch is imminent, but what, but what is it? What is close? Whoa. You come into contact with the awesome thing, with the awesome understanding of how distant HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, how much we need HaKadosh Baruch Hu for everything. That produces Yira, awe. It's the same thing when a person contemplates, 
to think about the infinite, the absolute. And even so, that infinite force is very here, is very present. It's not just existing somewhere distant that I don't have to care about it. All of life is an experience of that. That's awesome. That's the word we use. It's awesome. Who fills this physical space? He That's Hashem's glory. So then a person feels yira in his heart. Says I. But how is that so? How is that so that you're telling me that? Omal Cheshemayim brings about Yira. What's the first thing we say after being the Kabbalah Omal Cheshemayim, which is called Kriya Shema, Kriya Shema, Baruch Shem, and then V'yahavta Sashem Alekecha B'chol Avavcha. How does that align? Instead, what, it, what should it say? V'yareisa Me'alekecha, right? Like the Pasuk tells us, it should be Yira right after Kabbalah Omal Cheshemayim, not Ava, in accordance with what he's setting up. So he says, it's true. Because that's true. That's the first paragraph. It's called the What's the second paragraph? It's and that's full of pachat. That's full of, uh, you know, that's, that's full of pachat. It's Kabbalah's Amitzvah. And so, in a Hanami, there's the stage of Ava. Because Ava comes first. Ava is the Kirva. But then again, we become conscious of what exactly is close. And that's paragraph number two. That, that leads to Yira. So we have Kabbalah Salmach HaShemayim. It first breeds a tremendous sense of Ava. That's via Hafta Sashem Lekech But then very quickly, we become aware of, of just what this thing is. And that becomes the second aspect of Yira. It's possible to suggest, he doesn't say this, that the third paragraph is Yaakov Avinu. And how? I'll leave that to all, to all of us to think about and develop. But maybe that's the synthesis of these two. right? Because there is a clear distinction between paragraph number one, paragraph number two. Anytime that there's three, right, and the first two are in contradistinction, then the third is a synthesis. So that's uh, for Tzarechian, right, to look at that, that paragraph of Ayyemer and Parshat Tzitzis, Vichule. A lot of Torah to say, no time. Fine. So that's that. Rakshah but in the beginning... Yeah, in the beginning it leads to love. We want to connect to this thing that's imminent, this Om al We want to connect to that. Afterwards, when we want to connect, so stage two, when we start to contemplate a Kaddish Baruch Hu being here, and what is being here is the Ein Sof, that leads to Yira. Kedersiv, as the Pasuk hints, Avraham hoilid as Yitzchak, right? In the beginning of Taldus, Eilid Taldus Avraham, Avraham, or Yitzchak, um, Yitzchak ben Avraham, and then it says, Avraham hoilid as Yitzchak. All the Mepharshim say, what do you mean, Avraham hoilid as Yitzchak? Avraham gave birth to Yitzchak. You just told me that. You said, Eilid Taldus, these are the chronicles of Yitzchak ben Avraham. Yitzchak, the son of Avraham. So what do you need to tell me now that Avraham gives birth to Yitzchak? So he says very deep. He says very deep. Again, we have to develop eyes that don't see Yitzchak and Yaakov and Avram and Moshe and Aaron, all these biblical personalities as representing historical figures. We need to start seeing them as the embodiment of spiritual paradigms. So Avram becomes Midas HaChesed all the way through. And you read the episodes this way. It's called Pnimias HaTayra. It's a different way of learning. Don't get caught up on things now. It's for afterwards. Mamish, because there's a lot to, to do. So what does it mean, Avram Hoyledis Yitzchak? What does the Pasuk mean to teach me? We already said this. The Pasuk means to teach him. 
that the Midah of Avraham paradoxically, which is the Midah of Chesed, gives birth to the Midah of Yitzchak, which is the Midah of Gvura. Because the very same comprehension that led to Avraham then very quickly gives birth to Yitzchak, which is embodied in the first two paragraphs of Kriya the first being associated with Avraham, and then very quickly we move into Yira, to an awe. It's unbelievable. Avram hoylit es Yitzchak. And we see that three times a day in Kriyashma. After all Malcha Shemayim, Yichud, boom, Ava, Yira. Avram hoylit es Yitzchak. Elulamedcha, it's coming to tell us Shemidas Yitzchak, Noldam and Imshach, Mimidas Avraham. That the Midah of Avraham produces the Midah of Yitzchak. She'ein Midas Yitzchak, who Yira bif Midah bifnei Atzma. It doesn't happen in a vacuum, the Midah of Yira. Huminas Avram bifnei Atzma, and the Midah of Avram doesn't happen in a vacuum. Yira and Ava go together. Bidachilu, Rechimu, Rechimu, Dachilu. Right, with love and with awe, with awe and with love. These two things go together. Bidima Barina. They're all one. And it's the same thing with the Karbanas. It's referred to the Gemara and Chagiga refers to That on the Mizbeach, the fire looked like a lion that was crouched. In the first place, at least, that was crouched to take the Karbanas. Wait a second. Aryeh, a fire? Those two things don't go together. Aryeh means Midas HaChesed. Aryeh is always on the Yemin of the, of the Merkava, right? He's on the Tzad Yemin. Fire is a Gevura. So the answer is, no, it, these two things always go together. Because anytime there's Ava, there's Yira. Anytime there's Yira, there's Vaitar Ava. Because Yaakov Avinu then comes to redeem the Avram Avinu. Pile plies. We see how deep our Tyra is, Chavra. It's a joke. There's nothing else out there, I promise you. There's nothing else that comes close. Chachma Bagayim Tamen. Maybe there's some Chachma there. Torah Bagayim Al Tamen. Does not exist. Adin Sof. Pile Plois. Mavil Alarayan. Emes so here he develops that. Right? On, on the Merkava, the face of the lion is on the right side. That's the Midav Chaseh. But the Esha is fire. Bechinas Kavur is what's going on here. So he explains, because these two things are bound together. It's the same thing, that the Levim, who are Gvura, because the Kehanim are Chesed, Kayan is Chesed, Levi is Gvura, Yisrael is Tiferes, right? Anytime you have three. Thesis, antithesis, and synthesis, right? Brings it back. So Kayan, Levi, Yisrael, Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes. Wait a second, how could Levi be Gvura and the whole time they're singing? Shira comes from the, from the world of, of, of Chesed. How could that be? Even though Rina comes from the Gvur, without getting to that, but he says, Shira, who bebechinas histalkus ha-gvur, smimata lamalo. It's true, they are Gvura, but they push the Gvur away through their Shira, and this is the way that it is always. Right and left are bound together. This is one of the sodas of why Breslau Chassidim, when they're davening, at least in other times, are clapping, because it's trying to bring together the right and the left, and to be mamtik, the two of them, and to, and to awaken that within our being. Right and left always have to go together, particularly within Breslov. I wish we had more time to develop that theme now. We don't. But it, these two, it's got to be balanced. Balance, 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 balance. This is the secret of being a Yid, is the balance, the integration on every, on every level in every way. Ava and Yira go together. It's reaching, it's not reaching. And that's the aspect of fire. Fine. So, so far we have, again, that was a tangent. But we have Miyaminai is Chesed. We have Eish uh, uh, is Gevura. And then... Das. What's das? 
really missing an ayin, but if you add an ayin, it's dalad ayin tough, which means das. In the Sfarim, das is seen as a Rosh Hatevis for divri taira. Right? It's a reference to taira. It's a reference for das. Right? We call in modern Hebrew, das means religion, right? Das, right? Dati, right? What does it mean? It means to be religious, right? Das, das. So das is going to be a reference to taira. Because again, if Mi'aminai is gemilas chasadim. Eish is a bechin of avoda, as we've developed. So what's das going to be? Tyra. Tyra is the balance between them. Tas, who kavo amamutsa, is the line that's in the middle. Who bechin asat tyra, shenikr tyra is emes, which is called the tyra of emes. Why is it called emes? What is the word emes? What does it mean, truth? Truth means nothing. This word truth, this English word truth, it doesn't mean anything, right, in and of itself. But the word MS is pregnant with meaning from beginning to end. Because what's the, letter, what's the letters of the word MS? We've mentioned this in the past many times. Aleph, Mem, Taf. Aleph being gracious. Taf, right, the first letter of the Aleph base. Taf being the last letter of the Aleph base. It bridges everything. And that's the Mita of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu is called the Ish MS. Titain. Emes liyakov. Why? Because that's what the meat of Yaakov is to bridge Aleph and Tav, which in this context is Avram and Yitzchak, and that's why the Mekubalim tell us what it means that he was in Ishtam Yoshev Oyhalim. He sat in two tents. So the Mekubalim say it's the tents of Avraham and Yitzchak because that's Yaakov Avinu, and that's why Yaakov Ishtam Yoshev Oyhalim. What does it mean? Ishtam means a simple person, but the letters Ish Tam spell Yesh Emes. Same letters. Yesh Emes. Yoshev Oyhalim, because he sat in the tents of Avraham and Yitzchak. The tents of Avraham and Yitzchak, that's the tents of Emes. Aleph, all the way to Tav. That's Yaakov Avinu, and that's the Torah of a Nasan Lanu Tairas, Emes. And that's why Das comes after Miyaminai, Eish. Das. Right? Because the Torah is what brings the two together. Without getting into this now, Torah is founded on, on synthesis. Assays and Lois Assays, right? Kasher and Pasal, Tame, Tahar, Mutar, Azar, Bechuleh. The Torah is this place of the tikkun of right and left. And that's Yaakov Avinu. So he says that's MSM Aleph Baraisha Isiosu Memba M Saum Vitaf Bisaifum the Taf at the end. Shubhinas Mavriach Menakatsa Alakatsa. This is Yaakov Avinu from from one one side all the way to the end. Vizomi Dasai Shell Yaakov Shenamatitain MS Liakov. Vizehu and then finally we have this word Lamai. Well what's the word Lamai mean? Lamai means to him. Aish does miyaminai, aish does lamai. Says the Pasuk, it's all bringing us to him through Eish Das. I'm sorry, through Miyaminai, Eish Das. Avoid at Kamilas Hasadim, Avoida and Taira Das. Going to Akurish Baruch. I'm sorry, Lamai. Vizel Lamai, perish a love. Kalaimar, how do you get Tashem? Shenim Shach Miyaminai, Eish Das, Lamai. Kedilachsar. To bind ourselves to our Kodesh Baruch Hu's Midas, Ava, Gvura, Tiferes, through their lower manifestation in Kalim, which is called Kamilas Chasadim, Avaida, and Taira. So that's the letter Vav of Yudke Vavke. Very sadly, we're running out of time, so we have two options here, Chevra. Mamash vote, and, 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 and really, I, I mean this seriously, we have Purim coming up. It's a tremendous hachana for Purim. It will take easily another half hour. So, by raise of hands, who is interested in continuing to the end? If not, I'll just I'll 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 I'll, I'll add it on the outside. And if we have a if we have a majority, we'll continue. And whoever needs to leave can leave. You'll pick up the recording. We have a majority, so we'll continue. Whoever needs to leave, mamish, no, whatever. It's it's, and you'll you'll catch the recording afterwards. But uh, but but let's push forward. It's a special shear. It's a unique thing, and. Um, 
Not that like we don't go overtime all the time, but now like we're really going overtime. Not as a bidiavid. Okay, so let's plug in and let's push, let's push, let's push. Fine. That's the letter Vav of the way in which we embody Yud K Vav K. Take a look at the chart over here. And we can see in this chart all of these elements that we've learned over the last hour or so. Let's just take a look very quickly. Why are there six bolded words? Because that's the letter Vav, is that there are six Midas. The first tier is Chesed, Gvura, and what we call Rachmanus, which is rooted in Tiferes. If you take a look at the boxes underneath, it describes, just from the word of the Balatanya that we just learned, what these Midas are. We're not going to go through them now, but just to have. And then their manifestation. So we have Gemilas Chasadim coming from Chesed. We have Avoida, which is Tefillah, coming from Gvura. And we have Torah coming from Rachmanus. And how they plug in to Simcha, we said, Kemilas Chasadim, Vlayir Elavavcha, Avoida Tachas Eshaleavad de Besimcha, and then Torah is Vachain Ledvar Halacha. And then finally, the way that they plug into the Pasuk Miyaminai, Esh Das. So really, just in this chart, we have the, the last hour. Fine. Now we move to the last hey. Now we move to the last hey. What's this final hey? Because we understand what the vav is within our being. Good. So it seems like it's everything. I mean, that vav is pretty much everything, right? It's not. It's not. It's, it's still one-fourth of our religious functionality. Because it's got to go more practical than that. Is not the end of the way that these things become practical because that still remains conceptual. So I theoretically understand the way that my tendency for love expresses itself in, in wanting to give. And the way that my tendency for awe expresses itself in my desire to relate to Hashem on the level of tefillah. And my t- tendency for balance expresses itself in tire. Fine. But now the question is are you doing it? Am I doing it? He says, that's called the last hey of Yud Kevav. Okay, let's take a look. If you look at a hey, take a look at the diagram right under the paragraph, you can see the letter hey, and it's really composed of three different lines, right? There's the line that's vertical, there's the line that's horizontal, and then there's the line that sort of diagonally synthesizes the two of those. See, he says the two that are connected, and he makes a point of saying this, which is going to come back at the end. Shnei kavim michubarim. There are two lines that are connected, that meet, and those two are Bechinas Machshava and Dibor, thought and speech. Those are two lines of the final He of Yudke which we have within ourselves. He doesn't say which is which, don't know. Again, Sarchiyan, more, more, more thought needs to be put into that. But we have one line going up, and we have one line going across, and those are Machshava and Dibor, thought and speech, two of the three essential capacities for functionality within the human experience, thought and speech. What's the final? Action. Action. The third line, which is the line in the, in the hay, is the aspect of action. As the Pasuk says, Hashem created all the worlds, and then finally says, Af Asisif. And then I also made them. I, I did them. I created them. And we have that within ourselves. As has been expounded, says the Baal in another place. I want you to keep in mind, not only is this one page of the Baal writings, this is one page of a whole section on the Megillah. And the whole section of the Megillah is a tiny percentage of his commentary on the Torah. And the commentary on the Torah is only one safer of two volumes, which is called Likute Torah and Torah R. We're learning now from Torah R. And that's only two Svarim of the Baal five Svarim that are in Tanya. And that's all within the world of the Baal now tell me the Hasidus is a bunch of cute Hasidish amaises about some you know, emotional idea. Am I clapping too much? 
People, they don't know what they don't know, Hever. They push it. The ignorance is astounding. It's not their fault. The depth, the lucidity, the clarity, the, ah, this is what people need. So people are desperate for it. They're thirsting for it. They don't even know. They don't know what they're missing. Different world. What a privilege. I'm just trying to focus us in. Like It's a universe, a universe. There's so much to learn. Ashreinu. Machshav adibor maisa. The whole avoida in this world is to take the vav and first of all to identify what the vav is, to feel the vav, to now understand what my avoida is in the world. And then to be mamshich the vav down into the hay, to bind these two things together. What's the hay? Okay, do it now. Right, that's the avoida. That's called being mechaber. The Vav and the He together. Of the second quadrant of Yudke, Vavke. Shuhuliya is milubashim, to enclose all of the energies of Chesed, Gvur, Rachmanus, as we said, Gamilis, Chesed, Mavayda, Taira, down into the Lavush of Machshava, Dibor, Umaisashim, Mulaim, and Amidas, the Kedusha, they should be absolutely saturated with the Holy Midas. Fine. Then he throws in, don't get distracted by this, a little bit distracting, but he, he throws in that there are two subsets of the hay in and of itself. He just alludes to them quickly because the word hay, the letter hay can be seen either as just the letter hay, but in Kabbalah, every letter is seen as a word because you can't pronounce just a letter. Nobody has ever pronounced the letter Aleph. You, anytime you, if you say Aleph, you already said a Aleph, a Lamed, and a Peh. Nobody has ever said an Aleph. It's unpronounceable. And the same for the other letters. Because you cannot say Aleph. <laughs> so you said Aleph, but you also said a Lamed and a Peh because you said Aleph, Lamed, Peh. Right? You cannot say Aleph. Like, what is it? Where is it? It's ah, that's, it's not the letter. Right? The letters are inexpressible. These are called in Kabbalah Miluyim. The filled aspect of the letters where I take a letter and I spell it out the way that it's said. So Aleph, again, just using that as an example, becomes Aleph, Lamed, Peh. Now, certain letters have many different ways that could be spelled. Hey, for example, can be spelled in three ways. Hey, 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 Aleph, and, and hey, Yud, right? Vav, the same thing. It can be spelled Vav, Aleph, Vav, or Vav, Yud, Vav, or Vav, Vav, right? Vav, with a kamat. <clears throat> and all these produce kamatrias. It's very complicated, and, and so on. Now, in this context, he says, let's take a look at this last hey of Yud, K, Vav, K. He says there are two subsets of this where we can spell the letter hey in two different ways. So first there's hey that's called bimilui hey it's spelled hey 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 acheres helem he says that means that that hey is hidden and that's the machshava he says what's that hey signifying the hey within the hey he says when we speak which is the aspect of dibor there are five moitzois hapeh there are five different places from within our mouth and throat where the speech come from, right? All the 25, 27 letters of the Aleph, 22 or 27 letters of the Aleph base, including the five uh, double letters, are split among five different sounds that we produce with our mouths, right? There's the tongue sounds, there's the lip sounds, there's the palate sounds, there's the throat sounds, there's the breath sounds. All these different sounds are called the chameshus moitzai sapeh. His chedish is, is that because the letter hey, which signifies machshava dibor maisa, can actually be spelled hey, and then another hey, that means that those five aspects of dibor, without getting into the practicality of it now, because I don't know what it is, tzarechian, also apply to thought and to action. So it splinters 
Machshava Dibramai, so Viter into five different aspects. That's the hey, hey way of pronouncing the final hey, you'd give up. Okay, but then there's hey, Aleph. V'yesh hey, Aleph, b'milei Aleph. Shubachinas ha-helim o'id na'ale v'chinas Aleph pele v'chulu. Which he doesn't elaborate on. That's talking about the shoyrish of Asiya. The shoyrish of Machshava Dibor Maisa, which comes from, from the Pele Elyon, right? Because Soif Mas has reflected of Machshava, uh, of Machshava Tchila, right? And so Machshava Dibor Maisa, and we're going to get back to this, is really rooted in this, in this hidden, concealed place that, uh, that architected this thing called thought and speech and action. That's Hey Aleph, where there's an, uh, uh, an essentially ineffable part of thinking, speaking, and doing, even though those things are seen as so pragmatic and practical and embodied and actualized. There's a mystery there. That's called Hey Aleph. There's a mystery. Okay. Now we've covered the first two letters, and, and now we're going to move a little bit more quickly because he doesn't go very deeply into the first two letters, which, of course, as they might uh, uh, suggest, are, are more ruchni. So what are, they? what are they? What do they manifest? So now he goes into the first two letters, and then we're going to take a look at another chart that tells us all those things, and then we'll come down to the home stretch with Hashem's self. So we have Yud. The letter Yud within our identity, Hubachinas Nikudila, is an aspect of the of the of the elevated Nikud, of the elevated point. What does that mean? What's an elevated point that I have within my identity? That's the Yud. What is that? Hubachinas Mashikasa is the aspect of the Pasik that says, Vayetze Kivarak Chitzai, that a Baruch who's lightning or chitzah is arrows go, go out like lightning. It's just a flash. It's a flash from a realm beyond, like lightning is, that reaches down and snakes through the night sky for a brief, brief, brief flash of a second, and then it goes back to its original place. That means that our neshamas emerge from a place that's called yud, that's called an akuda. Like the earliest dawn of creation, rooted in the letter Yud of Yud Kevavke, which, like we spoke about, is signif- it signifies the aspect of Chachma, of racious Chachma. It's the earliest, 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 earliest beginning of the unfolding of creation. We have that within our identity. We all carry within ourselves a Yud. That's the essence of our being that we have as babies, without doing anything, without thinking anything, without speaking anything, even without feeling anything, or even understanding how those feelings embody themselves in anything. The the nekudapnimis apnimis of our nefesh, that's called yud. That's called the yud. That's the place where there's a bridge that bridges the gap between nothingness and somethingness. The eves hamuchlat. Who created the world? In that place, everything is one. Transcendence, imminence, kuchibrichu, shchinte, chesed, gvura. It's just a flash. That's one. That's called the yud. And we have that inside of ourselves. And finally, the Hei Rishayna, the first Hei Biyut Kevavke, who bechinas hispash to soilamais, ba'oyrach, ba'roichav. That's when things begin to develop, begin to develop within our identity. Still beyond the feelings and the, and the emotions, but within the ways that we think and the general cognitive constructs that make up our, our, our um, um, identity, right? that make up our identity. That's how things develop. And then there's the embodied experience of, okay, now that I have a source and now that that source has developed in some way, now I can feel, and now I can act, and now I can bechule. right? But things start in a, in a very ethereal, essential, you can say subconscious place. 
Vahayud, but the Yud, going back to the Yud for a second, Nikra, Nikuda Behechalashu Bechinas Bittal, that's called the Nikuda El Yoyna. So here, just look at the chart. Now that we have all of these letters, let's just take a look at them one by one. We start with the letter Yud. Yud, we say, is Nikuda Ilah, that's the elevated point. That's a very lofty, elevated place that we have inside of ourselves. The letter He is where things begin to emerge. You can even, if you want, you can see the letter Yud as being the top corner of the letter He. And so the letter He is really nothing more than an extending of the Yud. That's, the, that's what he's, he's referencing. And then it goes down to that point within, which can be seen as the letter Vav, the right? So things are developing. The He is his spashtus What's the Vav? The Vav, like we learned, Chesed Gvurtiferes, and then the lower al- element of those six, and then finally we have the final hey, the three kavim, machshava, dibur, and maisa. Fine. Fine. Now we're, now we're coming to the end. Now we're coming to the end. V'hinei kol amidus v'hamachshava dibur maisa d'kedusha shubrinas vav keisheb b'shem nimshach mibachinas betol. He says in order for us to utilize our holy emotions, and to maximize those emotions and to, and, to, and to manifest those emotions in holy acts that have a specific content, chesed, davening, learning, and that become manifest within thought and speech and action, there's only one way. There's only one way to utilize these things in the proper way. And that is that they need to be founded on the foundation of what's called bittal. Total, total, total nullification. Total purity of heart and intention. And he explains, When a person literally thinks, not just, and this is a far deeper because over there, okay, there's a world, there's the godliness that's beyond the world, there's the godliness that manifests in the world. Wait a second, that's, that's, already, that's already five chapters in. Chapter one is that there is nothing. That everything is an illusion. And that ein oid mavade doesn't mean that there's no other God but Hashem. It means that there is quite literally nothing but godliness. Elokus, elokus, elokus. Bittel. 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 Shekashar yizboinin bebittel hasaga san avram lagabe abar yizbarach. Shein toivsim makoim ukalei mamesh nechshavu. We don't take up any place. It's all an illusion. It's a very good illusion. Hashem wants us to live in the illusion, to rectify the illusion. That's fine. But not to move away from that ultimate understanding of the nothingness of things. That paradoxically gives them infinite value. The more that we realize that the value that we were ascribing to things before is a dimion. Now, now the world matters because the world is nothing. Now the world starts to become something. Shein anela machshava achas. It just boom, like a lightning flash. This whole thing is created. It comes from nothing. It comes from within the everything. It comes from within the ain sof. Then you can know, and I can know that we're engaging with these midas and with these actions in a way that's true. Because otherwise, as we're going to learn, Amalek creeps in. And when Amalek creeps in, isn't simply talking, and that's, and that's not simple, about this great, like we said, metaphysical unification between Kutchabrikh This is what Hasidus wanted to do. It took Kabbalistic concepts and it blocked them into the human. And it said, there's a Yichur Kutchabrikh within you. And if there's an Amalek, there's a disconnect, everything falls apart. 
What Hasidus did for Kabbalah is that Kabbalah sought to take us and to bring us into the Shemaim, which it does very successfully. But Hasidus wanted to take Shemaim and to put it into earth. It's a different Mahalach. So the Baal Shem Chiddush was that he started to read all of the descriptions of the Olamos and, and, and Spheris and all the different dynamics and the interplay between Shemus and so on and so forth, all as existing within what's called the Olam Katan, the miniature universe of each individual. That's what the Baal Shem Tov did. And this is a prime example of the Baal Tanya doing that. Because everybody speaks about Amalek in the context of separation period in, in Kuchabrich But now that we're understanding that you and I have Yudke Bavke within ourselves, then we can understand that there's a unity that's supposed to be forged within our own being. And then Amalek becomes something even more relevant. Even more relevant. Because if a person says, you know what, I really love Hashem. I really love Hashem. But it's not coming from a place of bittel, then there could be any one of a million motivations why you and me, whatever, this person from his own, <coughs> excuse me, from his own egotistical self-consideration feels that it's appropriate for him or her to love Hashem. That's not what we're getting at. It has to start from Bittal. So you may have the Vavke, but it's separated from the, from the hay and the Yud, from the Shirish of things, from the Makar of things, from the Bittal of things, from the way that the Yud of Chachma, that itself is just called an Akud Behechala, that Yud starts from a point. If you look at the very top of the Yud, that's where the Seifer starts to write it from. That's called the Kutzada Ais Yud. And after that, there's just white. It's the white page. Meaning, the white parchment, the aspect of the infinite, before anything emerges. That's where everything comes from. That's where everything is going to. That's what our task is, to live this life and to elevate, to elevate, to elevate, to elevate, to draw down, to draw up, to unify. But it has to be coming from a place of bittel. But if not, so then there's mafruchim yudke mivav. Keshamidas etzla bebrinas yesh, va'ava mergeshas, yesh mishu ayabal vhad. So then a person will just have ava, or will just have yira, you know, to suit the moment, or to suit the setting, or to suit the person's own self consideration. That that's not, that, that's mitoishalalishma, balishma, whatever. Not getting into that. It's, it's all good. And, and it's, it's much worse to not, you know, have any ava or yira at all, and so on. But that's not the lechatrila that we're aiming toward. Bittel, 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 bittel. The Baal Shem Tov wasn't about Gadlus Adam. it wasn't about Tekken Amidas, it was about Bittal. It was about Enoid Malvada, it's a whole different game. The Baal Shem Tov, it's a whole different derech. Legamri, Legamri. Bittal. It's an avoida, the Kotzker, it's an avoida. Emes, Emes, Emes. Emes, Bespoidus, davening, worrying. Where is this coming from? Is it from the right place, from the wrong place? Rabbi please help me. This, this is the Avoid of Hasidus. Otherwise, a very treacherous game, religious uh, uh, um, commitment. Very, very, very treacherous. Because you never know if it's righteousness or self righteousness. Very, very, very deep. It takes a lot of thought and a lot of tefillah and a lot of espoidados and a lot of mysterious nefesh as he's going to speak about and v'chuleh that this is the derech of chasidos we want it to be be'emes otherwise we're not fooling anybody even though we're busy fooling ourselves and Hashem and the world but, but at the end of the day so you didn't fool because HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows Hashem knows what's going on and He wants authenticity He wants sincerity He wants transparency from us that's what He wants so that's what we're speaking about over here. 
all kinds of other forces get in. That can quickly lead to the seven nations in Eretz Yisrael that we have to get out of Eretz Yisrael that are that are that are covering over the kedusha of the land. I can't tell you how deep this is. I'm so happy that we continue to the end. It would have been mamish half of a half of a thing. It'll be worth it. I'm telling you. Just stick with me a couple more minutes. It's sweeter than sugar. Mamish, matok mi devash, mesuka mi devash v'noifes tzufa, hachach medachai es ba'alea. It's a little vacation. So he says that's the aspect of Amalek. Shubachinas hayesh. Amalek wants to drag us into the delusion of yesh. He wants to separate us from being connected to the place of ayin. Amalek wants to make a period, keep the ayin up there, but this world is a this world, and there's no Hashem down here, there's no spirituality down here, and there's just cars and, and, and fancy shalachmanases even, and, and, and different things. That, that's what there is down here. The Akadosh Baruch Hu can stay all the way up there. That's what Amalek wants. There should be a period. He's called Yesh. And so Amalek wants to do the opposite of what Bittal means. He wants to separate us from Yudke. He wants to cut off Vavke from Yudke. He wants to cover over the Shoirish of things. And that's what it means that Amalek has a Rashis. Meaning to say that Amalek has a rudeness in the letters Yudke because that's where it starts. He covers over the Yudke. That's called Rashis Goyim Amalek. And then he also has an Achris, which is called the Vavke, become uh, completely devolve into, into anarchy, like we said, and into confusion, and to, and to ab- obscurity. No person ever did an Avera until a Ruach Shtus came in first, the spirit of folly. What is that spirit of folly? Says the Baltanya, it's Amalek. What is the spirit of Amalek? Yeshus. That in that moment we forget Hashem. That's called a Ruach Shtus. In that moment we act for our own self gratification. We forget, we forget that I'm only here as a servant. I'm only here as a soldier. I'm only here as a channel. That's hollow. It's supposed to be transparent. It's supposed to serve a greater source together with other fragments of, of glass that together we become the window through which Hashem's light shines to the world in Arlagoyim. Clouds up the window. What does Chachma mean? That's what Chachma is. That's the Yud of Yud Kevavke. It's able to see how things develop from an earlier place. From a source, from a shayrish. And that's what it means. The name is incomplete. The Indian Shamar Shayna Kisei Shalem, same idea. Hinamachinas Kisei, O Kase Aleph. What does it mean, Kisei? Kisei means the covering over of the Aleph. And that's what Amalek does to the Kisei, because it could have been Hashem's chair. And instead, it's Kase Aleph. It covers over Hashem. Vachinas Aleph, Aleph Chachachma, Aleph Chabina. The Pasik says, I shall teach you Chachma, I shall teach you Bina. But all the Mikubalim say, we see from here that Chachma and Bina are both connected to the letter Aleph. And Chachma and Bina, in this model, are the Yud and He of Yud K and then Vav K is Chachma and Bina. And that's connected to the Aleph. That's the Aleph that gets covered over because Amalek doesn't care for the first two letters. Amalek doesn't want us to connect to the Shoirish. Amalek doesn't want us to be Mavatal ourselves. Amalek wants us to live under the delusion of a Yesh. He Atayra. Because the Torah really wants to descend into the lowliest particularities of the, of the earth. Can I call in an Israel and our laws about planting and our laws about reaping and our laws about everything in life and our laws about 
brachas, right? Now laws about sleeping and, and, and waking up from and so on and so forth. That that's the Torah that's yoyred that comes down into this world. Ah, here he says, ah, okay, so here right. In the way of Kedusha, it's called a chair. When a person settles down into a chair, that's the Torah. Which manifests itself down into a chair, down into the lower realms of reality. That's called Alef Chachma Alef Chabina. Chachma starts on the Torah starts on the level of Chachma and Bina, but it's meant to be Yoyrit. It's not meant to exist as a concept. It has a practical application, implication, integration into our lives. And I'm only cover this over this Kisei. They say the Torah can remain as some kind of, uh, uh, you know, some kind of academic research paper, but it doesn't mamish come down into my life. That's Amalek. That's Amalek. But it's got to be lishma. What does lishma mean? Says the Balatanya Pirish Bishvila Torah Atzma. For the sake of the Torah, lishma is l'shem hey. What's the hey? Hey means a lot of things, but hey can mean the final hey Kevavke, which is practicality. Machshava dibar ma'isa lishma is l'shem hey. I'm learning the Torah, lilmad almanas lasos to do it. That's called lishma, l'shem hey to bring it down into the machshava dibar ma'isa. That's the anti Amalek, because Amalek just wants you to learn, but not lishma. He wants you to know a lot of Torah, not lishma. Right, so he says that's what it means. To draw down the aleph. And that's why we're called a goy echa, not just a nation that's living wherever we're living, but we're a nation that reveals godliness in the depth of the artsius, in the depth of physicality. It's down in this world. But the Gemara says tragically, Oh, I only have Tyra. Without my sim Tyra, the Gemara says terrible things. Says, he says, even Torah you don't have. That's not called Torah. person is a big Tamachacham, but it doesn't show up in the Misa. It's nothing. Mamash so your computer. That's Amalek. It's not Lushma. It's Amalek HaMafra Aluf, who separates the letter Aleph from the lower realms. This is the last stage. I'm not going to read the rest inside. I'm not going to read the rest inside. I'm only going to read the next two paragraphs, and then the rest I'm going to say outside, and we'll finish. Okay? This, Chavra, this is all the problem. Everything we said now until here is the problem. Meaning, Amalek comes to get in the way of our inner Yichud. Yud, K, Vav, K, understanding very deeply what all those things are. Amalek comes to disjoint the whole structure, cause us to become fragmented, egotistical, disconnected from Hashem, and so on and so forth. And we know the Pasuk that tells us about the problem. Ki yad al kes ka, mulcham Hashem amalek midar dar. Yad al kes ka. Those two words are the problem. Kes ka. Missing Aleph and the missing Vav ke. Right? We understand that very deeply now in the context of our own psycho-spiritual makeup. That's the problem. What's the solution? Listen to this. Peel a plus. What's the solution? Says the Baal the solution is in that Pasuk too. Everybody's overlooking it. Says the Balatanya, the solution is in the Pasuk. And the solution is captured in the word Yad. Yad. That's the solution. That is the Mulhaman. Amalik Midar Dar Yad. What does this mean? Let's delve in together. Try to focus last few minutes. 
What's the tick and what's the solution? Neged Amalek. The Pasuk says, There's a hand on the chair of God. Yod Al Keska, meaning if we can access this aspect of Yad, that's above Keska, meaning it helps us transcend, it helps us overcome the hurdle of Keska. That's what it means very deeply, not just there's a hand on the throne of God. Yad is above Keska. Ah, this is very deep. This is very deep. What is that? What is that Yad? So he says, There are three yadais in the Torah. There are three kinds of hands. Yad ha-gedoyla, yad ha-chazaka, and yad harama. The psukim tell us that Hashem took Am Yisrael, Adam, and Sraim with three different yadayim. There's one hand that's called the yad ha-gedoyla, the hand of strength. There's one that's called the, the yad ha-chazaka, Strength. Okay, so we have to <laughs> we have to translate gedula uh, differently. Yad Agada, the great hand, and then the strong hand, and then there's called the Yad Rama, the elevated hand. Listen to what the Balatani does. When did he come up with this? Like I don't understand. Like he the the, the ga'inus is is uh, is otherworldly. It's otherworldly. Vihine, he says, look very carefully at these three words. The, the Pasuk that includes the word Yad HaGadoyla, the Pasuk says, Right? Which we say every morning. Am Yisrael saw the Yad HaGadoyla, the great hand. He says, look at the way that word is written. Yad HaGadoyla. With a hey before it. And the hey before a word is always called the hey HaYidiya. Meaning, on a literal level, it's referring to a specific hand. It's not just any hand. Yad Hagadah, the great hand, the hand, right? The hand of Gedula, greatness. Behe Hayadia, Shiyoidasuma Seges, what we can understand, what we can grasp. And he says that's the Yara Gedula, Gedula is always related to Chesed, and that's why we say in the first Bracha in Shemana Esrei, we say that Akadish Baruch is Akel Hagadal Hagibar Vahanoira. Gibar, of course, is Gvura. So then Gadol is Chesed. L'cha Hashem HaGdula V'HaGvura V'Atiferes. This is Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes. So the Yad HaGadol is the meat of Chesed. The right hand. Hu Ava. This is love. Shema Oira Adam L'davka B'Yizbarach. Himu Seges or Mergeshes B'Lev. We can grasp that. We can get that. We can perceive that. We can feel that. We can connect with that. We understand what that is. We feel love. Well, we know what that means to love something. The same thing with the word hachazaka, the strong hand. Again, It starts with the letter hey. That's of course going to be a reference to the left hand. The left hand being correlated to Yitzchak, being correlated to Gvura. Din. That's the end of year. Gvura It's the left hand that's called Smala, right? The left hand. small That's the left hand that pushes away. We, we are mashbalas. I'll skip the next paragraph. He explains that when we get into Shemana Esrei, after that experience, we can rightly say, not just kichatanu, because we sin, but in the context of all Shemayim, we say, like this is more than just sin. We understand who, who we're supposed to be connecting with. We can even say, that's what he says in the next paragraph. Let's finish. And this is the whole tikkun, this is the whole shir, this is it. When it comes to the Yad Rama, Ksiv Uvene Yisrael Yotzim Biyad Rama, there's no Hey Hayadiyah. Refers to an elevated, lofty hand, but it doesn't say Yad Harama. 
It just says Yad Ramah. Beloy hey hayidiyah. Do you know why? Because he says this hand ki yoytzim ksiv. It says we left ksiv. What that means is pirish she yoytzim min akli ugvul. Yoytzim biyad rama doesn't just mean that Am Yisrael got Adam Mitzrayim with the elevated hand of Hashem. It means that any person that wants to leave any kind of limitation, any person that wants to access a place that's beyond the ability to capture it in words, any person that wants to move beyond an experience of hargasha of yesh, to contact a place of ayin, to contact a place beyond the self, hayoitzim, you want to leave, me'alagvul, and connect to a place that's beyond, beyond, beyond the ego, biyad rama. We do this through the, act, act, through the concept of the Yad Rama. This is, this is beyond Ava and Yira. This is an aspect of Father in Heaven. I am clearing myself out of the way so that I can lift myself to you, to you, straight to you. No stops along the way with no consideration of different Midas and Gvuras and Ava and Yira and, and Gemilas Chassad and Chassad. It's beyond all of this. Eilecha, that's Eilecha, right? Eilecha Hashem Nafshiyasa. This is the whole tikkun, what we're trying to accomplish. Bubukhinas tshuva ilah. There's an aspect of tshuva ilah, shalah, amru razal, tshuva kadmala oilam. This is a kind of elevated tshuva that precedes the world. We leave the world when we contact this aspect of tshuva ilah that's again beyond Ava and Yira. It's bittel, 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 bittel that enables us to connect. To the second, to the first hay of Yud Kevavke, that's the realm of Bina, that's the world of Bria, going back to earlier, Shiram, the Kisya Kavi, that Shuva brings us to, and then from there to Yud, and then from there beyond. Ilech Hashem Nafshi Asa, Shuva Ilah. Kia Yidea Shuva mi umkadalibo Mesiras Nefesh, Haruach with Mesiras Nefesh. To say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's not that I've made a calculation and because of my assessment of my prospects of having Gan Eden in the next world, probably makes sense for me to do a little bit of tshuva now, you know, just wipe things clean a little bit so I can... No, 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 this is something else. This is a desperate, desperate, unfathomable level of, 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 of yearning for HaKadosh Baruch Hu that, that's beyond the self. It's that there is no self. I am only here in as much as I want to be there with you. That's why I've been put here. That's Chuvila. Mesiras Nefesh. Haruach Tashuv Elikim. That's the spirit that flies to, to Elohim. Asher Nas, Asher Nasnahi Asher Nasana Hi Ha'oyla Lamakar Chaitzava Mamesh. To the place from which we came, to the Makar Chaitzva, to the place in the Kisiyah cover that we were etched out of. And this is the Bechin of Yaakov Avinu, going back to one of the earlier Shirim in the series. That's the Bechin of Yaakov Avinu, that's Chakakal Pnea Kisei, which is, of course, the aspect of Tiferes, the synthesis of the three. But that enables us to draw on a place that's beyond the two, that's beyond Chesed Gvura, that goes straight up, straight up, straight up. By doing this and by trying to access this state, this is how we overcome Amalek. Zukt Er says he. This is the aspect. Go to the next paragraph. V'lachin nikra yad rama. That's why it's called just the yad rama. 
Shemeroi memes, it lifts us up, omenasas lemala, vimadrega gavoya ma oid ma oid, to a place, le makoim sheena yoidua umusigba sagas hanevram, where there's no element of contemplation, there's no element of understanding, there's no element of any kind of limitation, it's beyond, it's a moment that's an eternal moment, it's an experience that's beyond any capacity to grasp or to comprehend, it's endless, endless on both standpoints, from our perspective going up to Hashem, from Hashem's perspective, opening his arms that we're not deserving. It's the beginning of Esther coming in front of Hamelech. Shalai kedas, shalai kedas. Beyond us, not deserving. I wasn't called to Hashem. Esther, it's me and you. Shalai kedas. On Purim. Inin of chain. Grace, it's unexplainable. Kodesh Baruch Hu is bound up with us. Beshoirish. This is beyond words. Bezehu, and that's why he says, Yad Rama is without the hey Hayidiyah. Because the hey hayadia signifies that which can be understood. Pili plus. So he says it's just Yad Rama. We can't have a hey hayadia because there is no grasp of this thing. There is no hey hayadia because there is no yadia on this madrega. This is in the Pasuk. It's speaking about a very specific Yad. Which Yad? Yad Rama. That lifts us beyond Ava and Yira. Yad Agadoyla, Yad Chazaka. This lifts us beyond the concealment of Amalek that seeks to cause a period within our being between Yudke and Vavke. It lifts us to a place of Bittal from which, if we remain rooted in that place, then we can come and develop down into the lower realms of our personality with our feelings and our actions and our motivations, but we're rooted in a place of bittal. Says the Pasuk, this is the Tikkun for Amalek. Ki yad, which Yad? In contradistinction to Yad Ha. Yad Ha, just the Yad. Yad itself without any Hey This Yad Rama is Al Keska, transcends the experience of the kisei of ka, which is yudke without the vavke, lifts us beyond. V'yavachinas ka ki b'ka Hashem tzurei lamim. That's Hashem created the world b'ka. Shoreishes habria v'machshava achas baras olam. Avavachinas yad rama hilamala mala mehem bittel bittel even beyond hey and even beyond yud beyond. That's where the Mulchama comes from. In order to prevent that Amalek should get involved with our, with our experience of Yud Kevavke in our inner world, to cover, master and to hide, umafrid and to separate, there should be a Gilui. Hashem Shalim, Kisei Shalim. And with this will end, that's Pshat. And we'll say this outside, but you'll take this home and you'll look at it and learn it and review it. Bez Hashem, if you have some time over Purim or Shabbos coming up, he says that is Pshat in the side of that with which we began. Chayiv inish lebesume bepuria ad deloyada. The tikkun of Amalek is besume bepuria to get to a place of ad deloyada. What's deloyada? To get to the yad that's without the hey hayadia. To get to the yad rama, the yad that's al keska. This is the way that we circumvent Amalek. That on Purim we're supposed to get chever to a place of bittel bittel. That's the whole thing of Purim. Bittel, total essentiality. Total bittel, any consideration. Rabbanu Shalom, I want you. End of story. Beginning, middle, and end. And the side ultimately of the yad, and this is very deep. I just want to throw in one tiny chiddush within this whole thing. One tiny chiddush is perhaps that the word yad is the letter hey. 
because it's also the three parts, right? So the Dalid and the Yud, which the Yud is underneath. And what did we say was in the middle? That's the aspect of Maisa. Yad means that Rabbi Shalom, I'm letting go of the machshava, of the dibur, talking about it, thinking about it. Rabbi Shalom, I'm ready to be Moisir Nefesh. That's the beginning of Nasa Venishma. That's Yad. The Yud, which is that aspect of Maisa, comes before the machshava and the dibur. Total Bittal, Mesiris Nefesh, Yad. Maisa, Nasa Venishma, Bittal. And that's why, perhaps, on Purim, it's Kimu Vikiblu, Hayyudim. There's a reacceptance of the Torah in a new Bechina of Nasav Nishma, because that's the Bechina of the Yad, of the Maisa that comes before the Machshav and the Dibur, with which we are able to overcome Al Case Ka, the motivation of Amalek. Ashreno, Ashreno, Ashreno. Okay, only 95 minutes. Not so terrible. Ashreno, Ashreno, Chavel, Chaim, Chaim. This is the Balatanya. Ashrenu. Okay, let's sing some good nagunu now. Have a, a few minutes left. We'll sing some songs, and we'll finish.
Unfortunately, so I can't really sing the songs on the proper key. So it might be a little bit high. It's either too high, it's too low. That's life, right? <laughs> so let's um, shoot for the higher one. It was like this. Oh, 
my good Shabbos, good Shabbos. I am good Shabbos, good Shabbos, good Shabbos.